We're talking Burger King Super Smash. That's the T20 competition that's going hell for leather over the next month here in New Zealand. And uh, yesterday, the Canterbury Kings had the time of it. They had the, the biggest ever win in T20 history here in New Zealand. Andy Ellis, the skipper, joins us. Did you know that 134-run thrashing was the biggest one yet? That's that's quite a mean achievement, mate. Yeah, no, I guess looking back, that, that you know, it was a good win. Um, we just steady told me that after after the day's play and... Uh, and yeah, it was one of those things. It's a bit funny with T20. Sometimes that can happen, you know, when you're going hard after a big total, and um, you know those things can happen. We've we've been on the end of similar defeats, so I, I can understand how things like that happen. Very satisfactory, though. I know you understand it, but I'm sure you're still smiling. Uh, and finally, Ben Stokes has actually come to the party. Like, expect to be a bit filthy that he went out in the 90s. Yeah, I think he, he was he was pretty happy to uh, to get that innings under the belt, though. Um, I'm sure he probably would have liked to, to, you know, to get a hundred. But you know what he achieved for us, you know, yesterday was was phenomenal. It must have looked good because it's not exactly the smallest ground in New Zealand cricket, is it? The Hagley Oval. No, it's not. And um, but I don't think there's too many grounds in the world that probably hold, you know, someone of his power. So you know, when he gets into that tempo and the, the ball starts coming off, the, you know, the middle of his bat or close to the middle, a lot of the time, it um, you know it goes a long way. Great start, great finish as well. And I think I'll use your words when we set this interview up. You burgled a couple at the end. What are your figures? One over, one maiden, two for none. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you've got to take the, take the good times when they come when you bowl in T20 because you know you're just around the corner from uh, something a little less fortunate. So, and let's face it, Canterbury, and I talked to uh, Gary Stead at the start of the week and he hastened to remind me that you actually have won a game in the uh, in the Plunkett Shield. I think it was the, the Northern game, but it's not been the yep. greatest season so far. So to start off this particular campaign with such a resounding victory, that's got to give heart to a lot of these young guys coming through who haven't had the most taste of success of recent times, Andy. Yeah, definitely. We, um, you know, it's been a tough start to the season. You know, we've endured, um, you know, a lot of injuries to our contracted players. Uh, but the positive side of that is, like, like you said, there's some young guys that have have had opportunities that wouldn't have had opportunities otherwise, and and that is only good for not only for Canterbury but for New Zealand and as a, you know, domestic level. And we have to provide that function. You know, we can't just just go and buy overseas players and and try and fill gaps where we can. Um, we've got to try and give our young guys as, um, as much of an opportunity as possible. And, you know, you can you learn a bit from winning, of course, but losing is probably where you learn your most. And, um, and we've had a few losses this year, so, so hopefully that will pay off in the long run. How was the deck playing out there yesterday? Because if you just scan across the card, there was obviously the outstanding innings from Stokes. Uh, Pollard chimed in a bit at the start, but then the rest of it, not a lot to write home about. Was it doing something strange, or was it just the nature of the of the, of the the T20 variety? I think it's probably the nature of the T20 variety, Darcy. But, you know, in many ways, we probably paced our, our innings perfectly. You know, we were nine down at the end, so we probably balanced up the right amount of risk uh, the, right the way through. Um, you know, often if you leave yourself, you know, six or seven wickets in the in the heart, you probably haven't gone hard enough. So, so we probably did it quite well. You say, and every everyone came in and played integral parts around then, and you know, played with an intensity that allowed us to to keep the run rate high. We got a few uh, pronunciation issues as we always do up here at Radio Sport. Uh, tell us about your opener, not Pollard. Is it K Want Quant Quant? How do you say his name? <laughs> Quant, yeah. Quant. It, um, yeah, no, the uh, probably the most obvious of it. It, it is Quant, and uh, yeah, that was his first game for Canterbury, and and uh, 
he's a swashbuckling left-hander straight out of club cricket. So we're uh, we're excited to have him on board. What about some of the other young guys and how they're progressing? Anyone you think we should look out for at this early stage? Um, I mean, we've got guys coming through like uh, Kyle McConchie. Um, he's one of our up-and-coming batsmen and, and leaders within our squad. You know, Cole's made every post a winner and he, and he works bloody hard off the field, so there's no coincidence in that. Um, young guys like Fraser Sheet coming through in the four-day game. Uh, Blake Coburn, who's a um, who's a fantastic uh, uh, left arm uh, left arm wrist spinner. We used to call him Chinaman in the less politically correct days. Um, but yeah, he uh, he's really exciting. He won us the game in the four-day against Northern. Um, but yeah, we do have a number of others coming through. You know, I've got just as much talent, but that's uh, just a couple to, to reel off at this stage. All right, you've got more action coming up on Sunday in this game against Central Districts, who essentially got beaten to a pulp by Munro and Phillips in their first up game. Uh, you're playing Saxon Oval, and this game's going to be broadcast live on Radio Sport. And I suppose uh, if you were to whittle it all down to its bare bones, it's it's Ryder versus Stokes, uh, two massive hitters of the cricket ball. I think the folk at Nelson are going to love this one, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're in that region and you want to come down and see some, you know, some world-class hitting of a cricket ball, you know, they're two, two of the uh, the cleanest hitters going around. So it definitely would be worth paying paying the admission fee. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a good game. But who knows? It could be one of the other less notable names that um, pull out the uh, pull out the match-winning innings. More than likely, I would say, because that's what the nature of the media will talk it up, and they'll both fail. <laughs> We'll have to look at someone else, like Quant, yeah. uh, for example. Hey, what about your finger? I thought you weren't supposed to be back now. What happened then? Some kind of miracle recovery? or? Yeah, oh, you just sort of, um, yeah, probably a touch too early, but, but it wasn't too bad. The, uh, my, the finger healed a bit quicker than the hand did earlier in the season. But, um, but sometimes you just, you've just got to take a little bit of a, of, a, of a shortcut to get back when possible without being stupid about it. And as far as the other players, are you expecting anyone to return for this Sunday fixture, the likes of like Nuttall, for example? Um, I think Nuttall has got one more game on the sideline before we're uh, we'll unleash him back. We've been trying to get him back, but um, but yeah, we'll be we'll be one more one more game away. I think Rangiora um, against CD on the twenty third, I think it is, will be his comeback game. So I think, but we lose Todd and Matt Henry to the Black Cats, and we'll have uh, Blake Coburn. And uh, I'm not sure who the, the last uh, the, the person to replace Matt is, but we'll have another exciting name for you, Darcy. Well, let's hope it's a, a wonderful afternoon's cricket, and it's uh, great to see places like Saxon Oval pick up games like this. I hope the populace turn out en masse, because look, there are some unknowns, but there are a couple of very well-known names there as well. So we look forward to that uh, with keen interest. And I know I've just uh, got you out of the hairdressers. Did you get yourself a mullet? Yeah, no, no, that wasn't on the um, the board when I went in, and um, so it wasn't an option, but I assure you, if it was, I would have chosen it right there and then. Well, you know, you need to, you need to take this, you need to run with this, because as far as spending long days in the field, a mullet is perfect for neck protection when it comes to the harsh rays of the sun, so I expect you to be at the leading edge of mullets uh, for the summer of 2018. Have I got you? Yeah, I think so, especially if I have to pay for my own sunscreen. <laughs> Good as gold. Andy Ellis, thanks very much for your time. Go well over the weekend, mate, and Merry Christmas. Thanks, Darcy. Cheers, mate.